Is it happening to you or through you? Is it something that you do or something that you are? That and more today on the Peace Walker Podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker Podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here, Peace Walker Podcast, episode 165. To you or through you? Are you doing it or are you becoming it? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I was out talking to my neighbor and uh, lo and behold, I see that I get a couple packages. And I open up one of the packages and early yet was my passport. It's my fourth passport. It's the first one I got before my trip to Korea. It was a training trip in my 20s, which was 1992, I think I went. So I got the passport in 91. So I was like 21. And then I got one in my 30s. And then in my 40s. And here I am, 53, and I just received my fourth passport. Now, they didn't send my old passport that they had asked and required for me to send with my application to renew this one. And uh, I hope they send it because I like to keep those so I can see kind of my, my uh, transition from being a young guy in his 20s to a young at heart guy in his 50s. So hopefully they send that and I can add it to my collection. But it just made me reflect a little bit on life and my journey. And it's interesting because my first passport that I got was because of training. Because I was taking a trip to go train in Korea. In those days, I was taking Taekwondo. I was, a, I think, a second degree black belt in taekwondo at the time and we went to the group of us went to korea to go not compete necessarily but train and spar and uh tour and meet a bunch of cool people we went and we trained and and uh fought at the kukiwan which is the world taekwondo headquarters and uh Back in those days, the Olympics was just in Seoul at that point in time. The Olympics, I believe, was there in 88. So they had a lot of Olympic structures that we were able to see and trained with the Royal Guard, the kind of like the secret service for Korea, and trained at a bunch of local places and trained with their national champions and watched some demonstrations and did some demonstrations and went to temples and it was such a cool, cool trip, I remember. I was sponsored to go by my instructor at the time, uh, Mr. Bob Bars, who I just actually got together with a couple days ago to uh, grab lunch with and catch up. 
and another gentleman by the name of Jim Hegland, who those two guys funded me to go because my I couldn't afford to go at the time as a young guy, um, and they funded my trip, and then I had to pay him back later. So he kind of worked out a time a, a way for me to work it off, and uh, it was really really a incredible trip one that uh, sticks with me today. But that was the first time that I had really traveled in a plane other than a Cessna. I remember going in a Cessna uh, earlier when, as a kid in one of these little fairs or something, but, uh, but never in a big plane. And I had like a 14-hour plane ride to Korea. I remember it being so long. Now I've traveled overseas for training trips and, and other um, business and personal things for the past, you know, 30 years since. So it's interesting that the first time I was to get my passport was because of training. And I continue to use it to not only train, but to do. Uh, trainings to share my knowledge and also just for personal travel. Which brings me to, is it something that you do or someone that you are, meaning your training? At first, training is probably something that you do. When people come in and want to train at the academy or take a workshop or take a course they want to do something. Oftentimes, they want to learn how to protect themselves more effectively. It's something that they do. It's something that they're taught at first. And then it's something that they do. And then as they continue to do it, if they stick around long enough and train in the right way with the right perspective, it becomes something you are, something that you embody something that you no longer have to think about in the same way as you'd think about doing something. You become it. Now, I know to some of you tack guys and gals out there, that sounds a little woo-woo. That sounds a little like personal development. That sounds a little bit strange to you maybe, but it's not. No more than if you spent several years in the military, going through your training, your boot camp, MOS training afterwards, and whatever it is that you continually to do, you become that. It becomes you. It's something that's embodied in you, something that flows through you. And the same thing holds true with training. If you stick around long enough and really dig in, it changes you. That can be done in a very short period of time sometimes because it hits us at a certain point of our lives or we are changed profoundly in an instant because of an experience or 
it's something that you continue to do over a long period of time and slowly, bit by bit, it seeps into you. And before you know it, you have become that. Kind of like your parents, right? Those things that you hated about your parents, later you learned a lot of those things. It's what you love about your parents and that you are saying and doing those same things. And you like, oh, I can't believe that I'm saying that. And oh, I can't believe that I'm doing that. It sounds like my dad. It sounds like my mom. And if you're anything like me, hopefully you have some really good parents. Now, doesn't mean there aren't things to be changed. Just like with your training, right? Everything that you learn in your training isn't useful in the sense of application. Sometimes it's useful in other types of applications, ones that maybe haven't been revealed to you yet. If you're trained in the right way, you train in the right system with the right instructor, miraculous things can happen as you start to ingrain those lessons into your life. The way that I teach and what that I have to offer is really sounds woo-woo again, but it's really a lifestyle. If it's something that you do, it's very limited and it breaks down very quickly. If it's someone that you are and you are acting as a conduit for that knowledge, a conduit for those principles, a conduit of those ethics, a conduit of the mindset, a conduit of that knowledge, it's something that flows through you. It's not something that you have to work at in the moment. The work really resides in the the daily practice. The work really resides in the sustainment. The work really resides in continual learning, broadening and deepening of that knowledge. The work really resides in the constant polishing. And like anything in life, when you are training with this mindset, when you're training for a lifetime, it's like being in a relationship. It is being in a relationship, just like a family, just like a marriage. So you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your boring days and exciting days. You're going to have times where things seem very mundane. You're going to have high intensity times. You're going to have low intensity times. You're going to have all the times in the middle. You're going to have the little arguments and disputes and debates. You're going to have the days you're crying. You're going to have the days you're joyful. You're going to have the days that are exciting. You're going to have the days that you want to just tear your eyebrows out. And everything in between. That's life. Some of these things it took me a while to be more appreciative of. 
as I've said many times in the past, I am two steps off from being a feral cat. So it's easy for me to get spooked and run, especially when it comes to organizational stuff, relationship type stuff, if it gets too complicated. So running an organization, being in organizations, coaching, mentoring, being mentored and coached, At the beginning stages, I was thinking more differently than I do. In the beginning stages, I definitely was more about technique, learning more techniques. Now, I was getting the other aspects, but I didn't really realize it. The other aspects meaning... I began building a foundation to embody this idea of a lifestyle of a protector. And I really didn't know because it was coming from different sources. It was not well organized, definitely was not well articulated. So I did the best that I could. And as time went on and I met different mentors and instructors and people and teachers, I began to put it together differently, but I also began to see it differently. And the same thing with running an academy. I've taught the martial arts since the 80s. And here it is, 2023, and I'm still teaching the martial arts. And a whole bunch more. Because it's not just about martial arts, really. It's about this idea of being a protector, this idea of being a peace walker. Everybody was born a protector. You just have to make sure you're protecting the right things, And I want more for you than that. I want more for me than that. I want you to be a protector and to walk in peace, have peace inside of you and be able to inspire peace around you, which means we have to go down some deep, dark holes in ourselves and in other people sometimes. But mainly, it's tackling those demons inside of us. Mainly, it's slaying the dragon inside of us. The dragons look like they're outside of us. Sometimes they are, but they all imbibe a kernel of our own dragon. And if if your skills are something that you do, rather than something you are, it's more difficult. You'll know that you've slayed the dragon when you start to see a new dragon. Because that's the key, too. There's always a new dragon. <laughs> you're not going to, there's never one, and you're not going to slay it and be done with it. There's always another dragon around the corner, or another gremlin, or another demon, or whatever, however you want to personify it. But there's always a new one. So what happens is when you slay the one that persists in you and is reflected outwardly, when you slay that dragon, you typically don't run into the same dragon again. You'll run into someone similar, but you will run into a different type of a dragon. And on and on it goes. It never stops. So sometimes those dragons will help you to go take your skill set from something you do to someone you are 
sometimes it, it takes that gauntlet, it, sometimes it takes that dragon to really inspire you to become what you are training. It takes that challenge. It takes that encouragement, if you want to say, life encouragement. Sometimes I go out shooting with some friends of mine, and I shoot, but I don't shoot that much. Some of my friends do, and they've become it. That skill has been embedded in them almost at a DNA level, and it shows. Now, they're always trying to get better, and some of the physical skills will get a little rusty if you don't utilize them consistently. However, they've embodied that knowledge, and it's not something they do anymore. It's something that they are. It's in them. Now, when you're talking about skills like these, whether it's wielding a knife, shooting a firearm, having empty hand skills, anything that you do skill-wise. It could be fixing a car. It could be working on a computer. It could be your skill as an entrepreneur. Skill as a teacher, skill as a parent. There's that portion of it that you want to embody. But there's something even deeper you want to download a new operating system. You want to download a new operating system. One that becomes you. There's still a separation, right? There's still you as the observer and the you that you function with on a day-to-day basis. I know we're getting pretty deep here, but hang with me. So the skills that you're gaining should be delivered through and seen through and experienced through and applied through a core operating system. And that core operating system at its genesis should be starting with the universal life value. Everything goes back to that. Philosophically, professionally, personally, publicly, everything goes down back to that. And you have to reignite that, reboot that, every so often, probably a few times a week and have some major reboots maybe a few times a year. Because if you don't continue to reboot it, it's easy to forget it. It's easy to get hijacked from it. It's easy to get overwhelmed and, and lose track of that, get distracted. It's easy to be two degrees off at the beginning stages and then... 200, 2,000, 20,000, 2 million miles off at the event because you just started off a little bit in the wrong spot. So the operating system that you go by 
is going to help you to embody and embrace the skills that you acquire. Here's the kicker. Make sure you have a good operating system. Whether it's in martial arts, whether it's shooting guns, whether it's wielding knives or weaponry, archaic weaponry, whether it's fixing a computer, teaching a class, policing a community, raising children, selling a widget, managing a company, slinging hamburgers, making tacos because I love tacos, (laughs) working in construction, doesn't matter. Your operating system needs to be aligned with that universal life value. Now, the operating system that we often refer to and use here, the Peace Walker method here, is broken down into four main areas. One's your mindset, which is made up of your ethic, protector of life, life is precious, your identity, that you are a protector, and your attitude. Calm, cool, collected, be baseline, use conflict as an opportunity. Second pillar of this operating system is your awareness. Your awareness of yourself, your awareness of others, and your awareness of environments. The third pillar of this foundational operating system is your influence. You're influenced by merely your presence, your nonverbal, and your verbal influence. And then finally, action. Your action is your ability to avoid, escape, or fully engage in that circumstance. So are there more pillars to an operating system? Yes, there are. But that is enough for now. (laughs) I've been talking to you with you almost a half an hour here. So that is enough for today. If you want more, you can get on one of our programs. But my question to you is, if you want to live more powerfully and more clearly, it's not just about doing techniques. It's not just something that you do. It's someone that you become. And when people come to the academy to learn, they come to a workshop to learn, one of our retreats, some training that we offer, I don't want to speak for other people, but what I've heard and what I've seen and how I feel is people are looking to become something different. They're looking to change something inside of themselves to become something, not just to do something. They want to be someone different. They want to feel their own power and their own agency. They want to become something bigger. 
And I will challenge that. It's really about uncovering something inside of you that is more powerful and bigger than you already are. It's not because you don't have it inside of you. It's that you have not uncovered that yet. So when you become your training in the context that I'm talking about, you uncover that true essence and true identity of whom you already are. So give that some thought. If I can be of some help, let me know. One big way that I can help you is get on my six-day defense program. If you go to sixdaydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot, you're going to get free access to my home study course. It's going to put you on the path to what exactly we're talking about today, of becoming that person inside of you that is waiting to be uncovered, more powerful, more clear, more courageous. And if you want to get that empowered person and pull them straight out of your soul and put them out in the world and live that life of being what I call a peace walker, the first step is to become a tough target. How do you learn to protect yourself? So if you get on my free home study course, I'm going to get you on your way with that. A handful of short videos. It's going to introduce to you a methodology of self-protection, of protecting of others, and starting to clarify this identity that's already inside of you of being a protector of being a peace walker. You were born a protector. You have to choose to become a peace walker so you can live a better life. Learn how to tackle the conflicts inside of you and all around you. Get on my free home study course and you're also going to get access to my almost daily emails where almost every day I'm going to email you a story from my own life and from the lives of our community members and you're going to learn, by example, how to apply these skills into your life in a very powerful, meaningful way in everything that you do. So get on at sixdaydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot. In the meantime, thank you for joining me today, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.